Daddy. Turn this up in my headphones, Charles. Turning it up. Hello, 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 everybody, one and all. Welcome to yet another very exciting episode of the Friends Talking Fantasy Podcast. My name is Charles, and with me today, as always, is my lifelong friend and co-host, Dylan. I'm ready to talk some fantasy with my friend, Charles. I am ready to talk some fantasy with my friend as well, Dylan, but not just any fantasy today. Because today we are going back to one of our all-time classics, a series that we cannot shake and will never shake, and that is The Kingkiller Chronicles by Patrick Rothfuss. But when you've talked about The Kingkiller Chronicles as much as we have, you know, it comes time to figure out how, what different things are we going to talk about in this beloved series? And one of the first things that came to our mind that was a little bit more out of the box from what we usually do is let's just share some of our favorite quotes from the King Killer Chronicles with the world. Yeah, I mean, Patrick Rothfuss is such an incredible writer. His prose in the King Killer Chronicle is highly touted and praised and acclaimed mm-hmm. all over the fantasy community. So, uh, we're far from uh, being the first to note that he has a lot of really awesome quotes to talk about, but we are very excited to get into a lot of our personal favorites that stuck out to us during our last read of this awesome series. And because we want to be able to get into this stuff with the depth that Patrick Rothfuss gives us with all these awesome quotes and with his series, right? Uh, we will be having conversations that are we're at least willing to spoil from here on out uh, through the Wise Man's Fear. That's book two of the King Killer Chronicle. I guess we wouldn't, yeah, uh, we wouldn't talk about anything beyond that. Uh, um, I don't think won't so. Talk about slow regard. So we'll potentially spoil the king killer chronicle for you if you have not yet read it so if you haven't yet read it we highly recommend doing so and we also recommend turning this down in your headphones right now before we get into this very well said so we've got a whole bunch of quotes here we'll get through a section of them today the first one dylan you've been a You've been sharing this quote a lot on social media, so I think it's only fair that we kick off this with you giving us a read of perhaps one of our most favorite, if not our favorite, King Killer quotes. Yes, and I've said this one many times in episodes. I post it on social media a lot of times when the King Killer Crockle comes up because it means it means so much to me uh, from the perspective of. Uh, but the the Dena and Quoth relationship, which is a topic near and dear to my heart, but also means a lot from the perspective of the King Killer Chronicle as an overall series and how people think about it, because it certainly has some flaws and flaws that we're totally willing to acknowledge and note. And I, I, I 
really love the Kinkiller Chronicle. So uh, this quote is, anyone can love a thing because. That's as easy as putting a penny in your pocket. But to love a thing despite, to know the flaws and love them too, that is rare and pure and perfect. Mm, that is a beautiful quote. And it touches on a lot of different storylines in the King Killer Chronicles, the most obvious being the Quoth and Denna relationship, where, you know, a lot of fans point out that there's a lot of reasons for them not to be in love with each other, but the fact that they're in love anyway wow. is where the magic really, well, maybe not in love, but the fact yeah. that they're like still Enamored in this confusing other, seems, admiration yeah. of each other. Yes. That um, is what makes it so uh, intimate and so impactful for someone like me who's read it and connected with it really strongly. And I think this quote kind of explains why I connect with that relationship so well. And it's just because, hey, look, we are trying, like, we're still interested in each other and there's not really a good reason why, kind of, but we are. And that's what makes it so, uh, I guess, rare and pure and perfect, as Rothfuss would say. Indeed, Charles. And immediately before that, to this point that you're touching on, mm. we have a quote, which is, we love what we love. Reason does not enter into it. In many ways, unwise love is the truest love. That's literally, I think, two li or three lines right before we get into the quote that we just talked about, the mm -hmm. one can love a thing because bit. And I think that it you did such a good job there of explaining its relevancy to the quote and down relationship, though I don't think that it's in reference to the quote and down relationship in the mm -hmm. actual text itself uh, hopefully it isn't because uh let's hope that quoth is not referring to denna as a thing um <laughs> though i wouldn't entirely put that past him at times uh speaking of some some flaws that we love the king killer chronicle despite um <laughs> i'll say and love quoth despite yes does objectify denna some um so anyway it, point being this relationship between Quoth and Denna is something so central to the way that we think about the King Killer Chronicles. Some people don't get it because they hurt each other so much and they can step back and try to think and reason and rationalize why they're not good for each other. Quoth and Denna aren't good for each other. And maybe they aren't entirely, at least the way that they've interacted so far. They have what I think is a pretty toxic cycle of uh, this will they won't they but also this like how uh, like cat and mouse game that they both play with each other where mm -hmm. uh, one of them's chasing the other's moving away and then it reverses and then when they are together sometimes it goes really well but they often come back to these points where they really hurt each other and you'd think okay well why when i try to step back and think about this logically and reasonably do they they feel this way about each other. And I, I really think f a lot of times like reason does not enter into it as Rothfuss says in the King Killer Chronicle. And mm. they see each other's flaws in a lot of ways, but right. they, they lo love or at least lost or are enamored with each other despite 
all of those flaws. And if we give ourselves the chance to kind of like be present with them and how they feel about each other, it is, I I think, such a a poignant and incredibly depicted relationship. Mm. And we can talk more about that, but I also want to get into afterward just how this quote about loving things despite can relate to the King Killer Chronicle as, as a whole as well. Right, and that's what I was starting to get into because just to take a step back from the quote then a relationship, you said that, you know, it's not logical or reasonable. And I, you know, when you think about love, love is not a logical response yes. to something. You're right, right? It, it, it's an emotion and it comes with lots of complexities. And this quote, very eloquently says that um, you can it's describing this idea that love is not rational and so many times in this series when things are talking about love whether it's a story where a character is in love or whether it's quoth and denna or anything else like it people are always like well why doesn't someone just tell them this doesn't make sense like can we stop putting ourselves in danger for this person you know like can we just let this all go and do the logical thing and this book rarely does It, it stays in the complications and the emotions of what's happening and i think this quote pretty much sums up why because it's not an easy thing to do and it's and it's complicated to to love a thing despite all logic telling you that something else is happening. And when you look at that in the meta of of the whole story of King Killer Chronicles, Rothfuss commits himself to this mantra, right? Where it's like love something despite. He's telling a story where we know that this book like ends like this character arc is currently in tragedy and he's telling the story in the past and we're following all these things and we're expecting a more classic story but maybe we're being told something a little more unconventional and i think any fan of the king killer chronicles can relate to this quote because to love a thing despite you know there's a lot of reasons like oh the quote then a relationship could be frustrating oh it's been 10 years since and we've heard any news about the last book and it's like oh there's so many reasons to kind of get frustrated like we know this is going to end in tragedy but we're still meandering around but there's so many good things to love about king killer chronicles and i think this quote sums that up perfectly we love it despite because there's so many strengths and emotional connections throughout this series that make it one of the best that's so well said, Charles. Yeah, it's it, there's there are some ways in which I do th- find the Kinkiller Chronicle to feel, I guess, a, a bit dated almost in some of the. It's like this objectification, like uh, in some ways of like quoth does to Denna. I, I don't know. Some of it is like that's quoth's character, and some of it is like that makes me feel uncomfortable. <laughs> and I think that's a lot of the, I, I do see it as one of the flaws of the King Killer Chronicle. And I've seen people say things uh, about that and how that bothers them so much. And if it's to the point where you, you can't enjoy the uh, series anymore, that's, that's fine. Um, you don't have to enjoy it. And I guess for me, that's one of those things that always comes up as a, as a love it despite, moment is like yeah and i do think rolfus has grown a lot in the way he, he views these kind of things since as have probably a lot of us in the last yeah. uh, decade and a half or so yeah. so uh, we want to give him some you know it's like what we talk about with the 
the Wheel of Time stuff where we got that advice to view it in context uh, of its time and also oh, like be willing to be critical of things and say like this is okay this is a flaw and at the same time to be able to step back and say that we love the King Killer Chronicle despite any of its flaws and despite the fact that we've been waiting for a long time for the next book and uh, despite the fact that it makes us feel so many just like I feel hurt at times when reading the book like it I feel aggravated at times when reading uh, the books and I feel a lot of distressing emotions and I think <laughs> in part that's that's in a lot of ways what makes it such a treasure is how it can make us feel so strongly in so many different ways and we've talked about this before the king killer chronicle as art as something that affects you influences you it's so evocative that i mean you know we've we've read two quotes only so far <laughs> and they were in the it's we've arguably only read one quote i just separate them out um and it's been like 15 minutes and it makes us feel so strongly about so many things that it's so incredible. And this is, this is why I love the King Killer Chronicle despite and because. <laughs> Very well said, sir. Um, if we are ready to move on from the theme of love here, we can move on to our next quote, a bit of a tonal shift here. Um, this quote as I see in the notes here, you've mentioned, pretty much sums up all of the King Killer Chronicles in one sentence. And it's interesting to go back and look at this through the context of like Quoth's character and everything like that. So let's go ahead and read the quote. Uh, my bad luck got tangled up with my bad decisions, and I'm paying for it. Right. Yeah. I, <laughs> I saw this tweeted out uh, by an account that I highly recommend you follow if you are a fan of the Kingkiller Chronicle or enjoying our discussions of the Kingkiller Chronicles, which is at Kingkiller Fans, the mm. Kingkiller Chronicle fans, and uh, that's run by an awesome dude named Ashley. And I, I basically I saw this quote pulled, and I, I quote tweeted it and said this is the Kingkiller Chronicle summed up in one sentence. And a lot of people seem to enjoy that. It's actually probably one of our best reacted to <laughs> tweets of all time. And it's it's because this is such an innocuous line in the text, I think. Uh, like, this just kind of happens about a particular event or sequence in the story. But that's what's so amazing about the Kingkiller Chronicle is there's so much depth to every line and Rothfuss takes his time with every sentence that if you step back and just think about this line, you could use it to say, well, that's essentially what happened to Quoth big picture. He's here at this inn at the Waystone at the end of things. He's coat. And we know there's been a lot of bad luck involved. We know about the Cathay and the way that the Cathay has... Uh, at least to our knowledge through Bast and others, directed Quoth down this horrible destiny where everything is going to end up terribly. But we also don't want to look past the role of uh, Quoth's 
bad decisions that he makes throughout this series to end up where he does. You know, he did make the decision to go wandering in the Fey and find the Cathay who kind of set him off on this terrible path. And I think this is the line that Rothfuss is constantly walking with Quoth, where it's like, yeah, a lot of bad luck things happen to him, but in a lot of ways, Quoth makes his own bad luck by making bad and often rash decisions and it's quotes narrative so sometimes i think in the what i believe is the unreliable narration of it he tries to <laughs> he tries to paint himself in a, a better light and that's why a lot of people levy this mary sue criticism onto him but he's constantly making bad decisions and he pays for it and i think that's a very it's part of why I don't see Quoth as a Mary Sue in addition to unreliable narration. And it's uh, it's part of what makes the Kinkara Chronicle so interesting. Quoth so interesting is that he is he's proactive. He's making a lot of these decisions and they often go awry if they aren't good ones. And I like watching it all play out. That's really well said. And I think this quote also gives us a glimpse into like you were touching on the, the kind of faults to Quoth's character and especially you know he makes conscious decisions too he thinks he's smarter than everybody else he gets in trouble with Ambrose he gets in trouble with nobility he gets on the wrong side of kings even just because he inserts himself into these moments so confidently and that puts him at odds with all kinds of people and then another part of his fault is he doesn't even realize it half the time right he's so in his own head and in what he's doing that um he runs at odds of people all the time and he doesn't realize it until it's like too late and the damage is already done. Like in the case of like, Oh, I'm staying for another semester and everyone's like, you need to leave. No one likes you. He's like, what? That's a shock to me that no one likes me. And so it's like these, all these, you could consider his bad decisions that he ends up paying for. And it's interesting to watch them stack up. And I don't think they've all kind of paid off yet. Just because there's so much more story to go, but you can tell that um, Quoth definitely sees himself in this tragic light, and he's now reflecting on all of these maybe poor decisions that he has made, and I think more of them will get revealed. It's just so hard when you're in his perspective and he's so self-confident. You don't know how upset he's made other people, but we know that he does, and that's what this quote touches on. Well said, Charles. Yeah, he's... He's very rash, is the way I've thought about it with Quoth. He does not know when to shut his mouth. He does not know when to just sit back and be patient. And he he gets himself in a lot of these rough situations. And I do think, like you said, Charles, there's going to be a lot more of bad decisions being made by Quoth in addition to bad luck. Moving forward, he basically left off the end of day two so the end of the wise man's fear with this like well let's stop there because things are pretty good right now for me here but (laughs) they're about to get really really dark right about now so i think with book three we can expect a lot more of both bad luck and bad decisions like we've been saying very well said and that moves us along to our next quote which i'll give a quick read of It's the questions we can't answer that teach us the most. They teach us how to think. If you give a man an answer, all he gains is a little fact. 
but give him a question and he'll look for his own answers. Yep. Well, this one, I picked, you probably know where I'm going with this one. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think this is part of what makes the King Killer Chronicle such a beloved and talked about series and divisive (laughs) (laughs) is that Rothfuss hates explaining things explicitly. Yes. He wants to, I think this, this gives us some insight, this quote, into how Rothfuss thinks about a lot of things, but also his writing and storytelling. Mm-hmm. It's like, you're going to learn a lot more and be a lot more interested and intrigued and have a lot more conversations and deliberations on things if I don't give you the easy answers, if I just raise these questions and let you sit with them and see what happens. And I think that it's been very interesting to watch people grapple with all of these questions. The fact that Rothfuss gives us much more questions than he does answers is why Charles and I can keep talking about the Kingkiller Chronicle over and over and over again and keep having conversations that at least I find super interesting and new and touching on all this different stuff because Rothfuss will not give us a an answer, right? There's this old like, uh, teach someone to fish uh, you feed them for a day, but um, uh, was it? Uh, or sorry, a man give, had a fish. give a sorry, give a person a fish, mm-hmm. and you feed them for a day, and then teach a person to fish, you and you feed them for a lifetime. That's paraphrasing, but you get the <laughs> you gist, right? And right. Yeah, we've yes. got Rothfuss right. with this attitude too. Go ahead, Charles. Yeah, I was just gonna say it's again this kind of is another meta thing about not only Rothfuss's writing style, but how he views the reading experience. Like we've said constantly, he commits to the perspective of Quoth. He's committed to not explaining things, as you had said. And there's so much left hanging in the series where it stands right now. And the whole book is a question. Like it starts at the end. And you're asking (laughs) yourself, how do we get here? Everything seems to be going all right. Like where are all these people that is in Quoth's life in his childhood that aren't here now at the Waystone Inn, you know? So the whole thing is a question and we're getting pieces of it. And it doesn't seem to be like the kind of path that would end you up at the Waystone Inn, but we know it does. And it's these questions that have kept the fandom alive for all these years (laughs) and that have kept like fresh channels popping up with um, theories and on different elements of the story and where the story is going to go. And they all have tons of different quotes and moments to back them up. And right now anything's possible. And I think it's that, it's that hunger for answers in part and also just how interesting the questions are that have that have kept us fans of King Killer Chronicles for so long. That's so well said, Charles. And you that's already going to be an earworm for me is hearing you just saying it starts at the end, yeah. which I would love for you to grab that at some point and like just play that at times when we're having our King Killer Chronicle discussions because it's so true. It just Rothfuss does so much to turn narrative and storytelling on its head and it's just saying it starts at the end. It's such a great concise way of, of talking about it. And yeah, so there's this uh, give a question and a person will look for their own answers. 
bit to the end of this, and I think that's what the Kingkiller Chronicle fan base is doing so much of, is looking for their own answers. And I don't know how many of those we will actually get in book three. And I think because this is Rothfuss's attitude about things is that its questions are more interesting than answers. Mm -hmm. Uh, But we want answers more than we want questions. It's kind of this like... uh, uh, dialectic is what it would be called. It's like uh, we think that we are really interested by answers, but I I believe that we're much more interested by questions and searching for our own answers. But it's more uncomfortable to sit with the questions and search for the answers than it is to just have the answers. So it's like this is why I think of of Sanderson's work, for example, which I love so much right. as. Uh, it's like so different from Rothfuss's work, but so satisfying as he has this way of raising those questions and then like bringing you the answers. So you have this trust with him of like, you won't leave me just to stew in this questioning and stuff like that. But it's also why Charles and I, like we're not over and over having these conversations about, let's say the Mistborn trilogy, despite the fact that we love it because it's like Sanderson gave us all the answers already. And there's not a lot more to talk about except how awesome those answers are, but that makes a much less interesting episode, I think, than does uh, these, uh, like, let's talk about the Kingkiller Chronicle. It's also because, you know, like, Mistborn, Erewhon, at least, is entirely finished, so. Yeah, it has yeah, that going more, for yeah, it, whereas yeah, Kingkiller, the jury's still out, so we can speculate exactly. for all this for all of time. And but, that's uh, very well said. Yeah. Did you ever make another point? Can I? Yeah. Well, I think like that's part of the meta of this, though, too, is like the Kingkiller Chronicle has so many layers, and one of the layers is kind of the way Rothfuss treats writing them and releasing them or not releasing them uh, or not writing them sometimes, maybe. Um, <laughs> which is <laughs> like Rothfuss thinks it's so much more interesting to have provide questions than he does to have provided answers that it's like is are we at all surprised he's written two of the three books and then just kind of let us stew and think <laughs> and inquire about them right. not surprising to me with his perspective on these things sure and i also have the feeling that he's quite a perfectionist as well so i think he's rewritten the book like a million times in the past 10 years but well, um, charles yeah yeah there's also a quote that i love that i didn't put in this top list which is nearly perfect doesn't quite suit me which is quoth about relaying his story. And uh, I want to say that comes like really early on in the book. And that is one of my like favorite quotes upon rereading and thinking about the meta of it. Uh, Because I'm like that quoth wants every word to be perfect and nearly perfect doesn't quite suit him. It's when he's communicating to the chronicler about how he wants his story told. And uh, that's exactly how Rolfus wants his story told, too. Sorry to interrupt, Charles. Oh, no, for sure. I just wanted to, and that's well said. I have a feeling that this is a story that Rothfuss has agonized over for a long time, you know? Uh, (laughs) So (laughs) that's why I'm happy to give him his space a little bit more than other authors who have been delaying projects for forever. I'm like, I can tell that this guy is revising and revising and nitpicking every line. And so I'm give him more of a more leeway there's only one other part to this questions quote that i wanted to kind of highlight and it's a 
separate sentence in this quote, they teach us how to think, period. They being the questions. And I think this is why I like the King Killer Chronicles so much, because we've read tons of fantasy series back to back to back since we've started this show. But when we read the King Killer Chronicles, I got the sense that Rothfuss was giving the reader the chance to do a lot of the heavy lifting in terms of like, uh, you know, what kind of story is this? What are you really reading? Whose perspective are you in? Like, he's never, like you said already, like we've said in this episode already, is that he doesn't like to explain things explicitly. And that's kind of what this quote is getting at. And I think throughout he leaves these little hints like, think harder about this story think about the situation you're in the perspective you're in what's happening who these people are what they're saying you know he's touching on it through these lines like oh they teach us how to think where it's like Rothfuss is kind of teaching us how to think about this story and about storytelling and it certainly changed my perspective on like you know the show versus tell perspective it's almost like a whole nother level of commitment to that where he's basically telling this whole story almost as kind of like this idea of like this might not be what you think it is or it's going somewhere else and uh, Rothfuss's commitment to teaching us how to think is a super interesting attractive piece to the King Killer Chronicles and why it stands out for me so much compared to all the other series that we've we've read on the show exactly Charles teaching us how to think for ourselves about the way that storytelling works and about the way that Rothfuss is using his knowledge of how storytelling works to tell us the story he wants to rather than right. the story that sometimes it goes back to that line of if you, where he says yeah. if you don't know what kind of story you're reading it's exactly. not my fault it's like i'm <laughs> it's teaching like, you and if you didn't learn the lesson hey you can't blame me <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty harsh <laughs> it's harsh but that's what than Roth. i think he said um he, if you're not paying attention to what's in the books then mm. that's not my fault i guess um which feels a little bit more like hey if it's in the books that is that is there and you can't like you can't argue that it's there and then it's not my fault where you go from there while it's like if you're not paying attention to the story i'm telling feels a <laughs> little harsher to me but the, the sentiment charles for sure is is the same and i that's well i said. think that the yeah like that that is how rothfuss thinks about lies like I know a lot of people want more of this. Let's let's hear about Quoth getting his vengeance upon the Chandrian. And it's like Rothfuss has teed us up early on to think that that's what the story might be about. That is what's explicitly stated. And then people want that. They feel like that's a promise. If Brandon Sanderson set the story up and framed it in this way, it would be a story about Quoth getting vengeance upon the Chandrian and it would be delivered in an extremely powerful and satisfying way. I have no doubt. Yeah. And it's that, also like a quote and Denno where there's people like, why don't they just break up? Or there's right. people, why don't they just get together? And it's never about that. It's about the emotions that they're feeling while they're in the middle of it, you know? So it, exactly. it's the same way. Like that's the story. And you talked about this book being a piece of art. It's like, we're sitting in these emotions and these feelings and these moments and that's more interesting than just me telling you how this all ends up, you know, yeah. even though the book starts with how things ends up anyway. It's, it's like, it's crazy to think about. That's like, I just want to make that parallel. It's, it happens sure. so many times, this idea of being in the moment and appreciating what's happening now and, and 
sitting with these questions that drives a lot of value out of the King Killer Chronicles. Well said, Charles. I totally agree. And I think that's that's why I want to validate that it's like if you feel you were promised something by Rothfuss in the way he was telling a story based on how you've been told stories before and it's not being delivered to you, then I get it. I totally understand the aggravation with that. And then, yeah, the next bit is to invite you to keep looking at what Rothfuss is more subtly showing you that he is trying to tell a story about. And a lot of these Mm -hmm. quotes touch on those kind of, I'm just trying to have you sit with this journey rather than get so focused on this destination. And uh, if nothing's teaching us that, it's the fact that we're, we're waiting for the next book still. And what we have the opportunity to do now is to keep sitting with this awesome story that is available to us. Very well said, sir. Is there another quote you think we want to bring up before we call it a day or do we leave it at that? Well, here's what I think, Charles, Mm -hmm. as you're, (laughs) I know you're saying that because you're looking at this giant list of quotes (laughs) that I certainly, uh, I mean, I don't know. There's probably like, what? 25 more just and i already can this. think of some more to and, add to this list too you know, know. it's just never ending yeah <laughs> eventually so, we'll have talked about the book uh sentence by sentence <laughs> <laughs> i wouldn't be surprised because with how much rothfuss puts into every sentence you you really could and i think here here's what i think charles okay. we we got to touch on a lot of themes and these quotes kind of tied together in a lot of ways so why don't we just wrap this up here like you were thinking, I think. Mm-hmm. And w- why don't we do more of this? Maybe even uh, in, in three parts, at least. <laughs> we might be <laughs> to honor the King Killer Chronicle. Do it in three parts. If we can even fit the rest of these. I don't know, man. This might be just an ongoing thing. Throughout. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think, right? you know, as we keep trying to touch base on the King Killer Chronicles, as there's no release date for the third book in sight, we can pepper these in throughout our release schedule and just keep up to date on what's going on in King Killer and reflect on some of these quotes. And I agree. There's yeah. there's so many and we can keep them going and we can group them into certain, you know, themes yeah. like we did for this one. Oh. Um, you know, we can group them more strategically and uh, that's smart kind of guide our conversation. And I think that'd be super interesting because I'm looking through our old notes that we when we buddy read. Um, the first two books in this series and we had so many fantastic quotes in those that i mean each of these could could be an episode's discussion so i think yeah we have lots of opportunities here to grow this segment i love that idea charles we kind of accidentally ran into (laughs) this as like the loving the king killer chronicle despite episode so something like that i don't know we could talk about what to what to call it but i kind of I, I love this idea and we can keep framing these conversations around certain themes and grabbing those quotes that fit well together. Charles, this is why, this is why you're the, you're the dachshund <laughs> of the podcast. You got this behind the scenes, logistical mastermind thing of how to structure this. And I'm the one just throwing a bazillion king killer quotes onto a document <laughs> that i like and you make some sense out well of it. we i and, think we wound up to the at this point together so it's a group effort for sure but no these are some fantastic quotes guys you're definitely want to gonna gonna want to come back for the next one because 
man, these are so good. And it's been several months since I've read Kinkoa Chronicles, so it's so nice just to come back and revisit some of the highlights. It's like every line <laughs> is. I mean, I don't know that idea too, Charles. Of this, uh, I mean, the King Killer quote episodes that could be a whole nother podcast. Honestly, <laughs> like I would, I do like talking about all these different novels, and and I think like it, it wouldn't be the one that like we started <laughs> this more general friend talking fantasy thing mm-hmm. for a reason, right? But. If someone went out and just did a King Killer Chronicle quotes podcast where they talked about the King Killer Chronicle like through the framing of reading quotes of it, right. I, I would listen to that for sure. Like that's such a that's such a cool thing. So yeah, any of you out there listening, <laughs> if you if you have interest in starting a podcast like that, maybe there's one like that already. I know there's a, a few out there. Uh, such as Tales from the Waste. They do a Check great job. Out. Yeah, they do they an do excellent an job yeah. dissecting. It's, they don't not necessarily quotes, but like certain yes. sections of the book, and they have themes, and they bring quotes to the table. So Definitely. they essentially do that, but um, they're not like quote focused. It should be yeah, called quotes quotes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Or yeah, people would never the be able to spell it. Podcast. <laughs> The Quoth Quotes Podcast. Quoth Quotes Podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's all yours, listeners. <laughs> You're welcome. Start the KQP. Check those social media handles. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and definitely shoot us a shoot us a, a tweet or Insta comment or whatever if you <laughs> if you're interested in that idea. We will wholeheartedly support. The Quoth Quotes podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Just saying it. Okay. That was fantastic. Dylan, it's always a pleasure talking with you and talking about King Killer. Thank you for pulling some of these quotes and having them ready to go. I'm excited to bring some more to the table next time we do this. And I don't think it will be too long before we do this again. That is so awesome to hear, Charles. I'm pumped. I'm so happy that I get to share my our love of the king killer chronicle with you this is such a a great journey to be on and let's continue to focus on the journey because i don't think we have a destination in mind with <laughs> the, the destination Friends is Podcast, there's no so, word left yes. in the king killer chronicles to discuss <laughs> yes, and I that's just not a satisfying answer as much as the journey to right. get there which is what we i think this whole episode is dedicated to <laughs> Yes, but, uh, you know, thank you for just sitting with us and enjoying time with the Friends Talking Fantasy. Yes. I, I feel like I've said Friends Talking Fantasy so much, Charles. Your marketing is rubbing off. <laughs> All right, well, let's let's get that sweet, sweet outro music going before this gets any more off the rails from here. But yeah. Well said. Good, yeah, sounds good. Let's get it going. All right, thank you everybody for listening to yet another very exciting episode of the Friends Talking Fantasy Podcast. This has been your co-hosts, Charles and Dylan. If you like what you heard today and you want to support the show, give us a follow on Twitter. Let us know how we're doing. That's over at the FTF Podcast with a number one at the end. Lots of great convos going on over there, um, led by the great Dylan. Then we're also on Facebook and Instagram as well. If those are your social media uh, lands of choice, and that's at the FTF. F podcast. 
We also can be reached through email at theftfpodcast at gmail.com. And Dylan, if they wanted to support the show even further than following us on social media and they happen to be listening on Apple Podcasts, what can they do? Toss five stars to our podcast. Find that Friends Talking Fantasy podcast page on the Apple Podcast app. Scroll down past those episodes until you start seeing stars. Once you're seeing stars, the best number to click to support us would be five of them. And if you do have a little bit of extra time and want to support us even more by writing a review, that would be fantastic. But just listening, that is more than enough. Thank you so much. We, we do really Yes, thank you so much for listening. We greatly appreciate your listen. It means a lot to us. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And as always, go forth and conquer, friends.